I don't need an invitation to get going. I'm ready to go. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Second Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter 6. Thank you, Miss Jennifer. What a blessing. That third verse is not heard very often, but that's my, that's my favorite verse, and I love it. I can only, I can only imagine how great it's going to be when we get to go to glory land. And I often wonder, you know, somebody asked me what time, preacher, why they call it glory land, because it's a land full of glory. We can't comprehend it, but I sure believe it this morning. And I'm sure excited to think about the thought that I'm going to get to fall before Jesus. The one who died for me, the one who saved me, the one who redeemed me. And I'm going to get to fall on my face and I'm going to get to thank Him face to face for what He done for me. Every battle that I go through in life, one day I'm going to get to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for never leaving me alone. Thank you for being there for me. Man, isn't He good today? He's worthy to be praised. He's holy. He is holy and He's righteous. He's altogether lovely this morning. It's alright to be excited about Jesus. It's alright to praise Him. When we get to heaven, we're going to praise Him. We might as well just get used to it. Let's praise Him here. He's worthy to be praised. Please stand with me for the reading of God's Word. 2 Kings chapter 6. Last week we talked about the pressure that we're under as a church, as individual believers. I want to continue with that thought, and I want to preach to you this sermon, God's got this. God's got this. This is not anything you've never heard before. This is not anything new you're going to hear. But I believe as God's people, we need to be reminded every now and then that God's got this. We are under pressure, but God's got this. There is cancer, but God's got this. There is storms, but God's got this. Child of God, may I remind you this morning, God's got this. God's got this. Second Kings chapter 6 and verse 8. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him, and warmed him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel. Telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dotham. Therefore send he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. Here come the enemy upon God's people. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, he gone forth, and behold, a host can pass the city, both with horses and chariots. And a servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, and this is my prayer this morning, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Dear Heavenly Father, bless 
the reading of Your Word. I claim Your blood upon this sermon and upon this place. Lord, You're here in this place this morning. I pray that You would save a soul. I pray, Lord, that You would just show out this morning. May we submit and commit ourselves to You and Your will. I love You and I praise You. Lord, I'm so glad that You're worthy to be praised. Thank You for being so good to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. God's got this. God's got this. This is something that Elisha saw. This is something that Elisha knew. This was something that he understood the entire time. God's got this. Have you ever got to the place when that siren in Hamburg begins to go off and there, there's a tornado that is coming? And isn't it amazing how easy we are stirred? How easy that we get stirred up and we forget about the things of the Bible and how easy it is to get stirred up about things in the world. And when a storm's coming and when trials come, we get stirred up. And we say, preacher, if we don't get stirred up, we don't have good common sense. But don't you, you just can't stand that individual that is so laid back and relaxed. And they say, chill out. God's got this. I mean, you just hate that person sometimes, don't you? And you're like, what is wrong with you? A storm is coming. What is wrong with you? Trials are going on. Why aren't you fretting? Why aren't you stressed out? Why, why aren't you depressed? Why aren't you getting excited about this? And oh, sometimes we get so frustrated because I tell Kaylin all the time, drama for your mama. We love drama. And when trials come, we love to get dramatic. But when that old laid-back person comes around and they say, would you chill out? God's got this. God's got this. Aren't you thankful for those people? You want to wring their necks. <laughs> but aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful for those Elishas that God sends in our life and say, hold on, settle down. God's got this. And sometimes as God's people, we need to be reminded, God's got this. God's got this. Notice what he said in verse 17. Elisha knew that God had this. And I love how he handled this. Instead of when this man didn't see it the way Elisha saw it, instead of getting on him and say, you know what, you don't have enough faith, Elisha, the man of God, began to pray for him. And notice his prayer. And this is what he said. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Open his eyes that he may... Elisha knew that he was not capable to give his servant what he needed to see it the way that he saw it. Because he knew the only reason he seen it that way, because of his faith in the Lord. And he prayed, God, open his eyes that he may see what I see. That he may understand and be reminded that you're still on your throne. And that you're still in control. Lord, would you just open his eyes that he may see. What kind of eyes did Elisha have? He had eyes of faith. Faith. It is believing that God can and that God did and God is and God always will be. It's a faith that Elisha had that when he told that little servant, fear not. He said that because he didn't fear. Because his faith was in the Lord. And he had a confidence and assurance that God had this. God's going to take care of this. And it's amazing how we get so stirred up 
But child of God, if we would have faith in the Lord, we would see that God's got this. Isn't it amazing when the enemy backs us up into a corner? An hour earlier we were shouting and praising how good God is. But we got that bad phone call and now we're in a corner and we're, we're thinking about giving up on God and we're thinking about how in the world we're going to get through this. May I remind you, God's got this. God's got this. And we've got to believe that He's got this. We've got to believe He can handle this. We've got to believe He can do this. He can do it, y'all. He can do it. He can do it. God's got this. Why does God got this? I know this ain't good English, but it's good preaching. How do we know? What did Elisha see that the servant didn't see? What was he wanting him to open his eyes to? What did he want his servant to see? Number one, that God is omniscient. That God is omniscient. The word omniscient means to have complete or unlimited knowledge, awareness or understanding, perceiving all things. God is omniscient this morning. He knows everything. Last week we kind of mentioned this, that God can see behind the curtain. And we referred this to that He can see us as believers. But I want you to know that He not only sees the believers, He sees the enemy. Not only does He see His children, but He sees everybody in the world. May I tell you that God is omniscient. God sees all. God knows all. God hears all. There is nothing that is hidden from the eyes of God. And I'm telling you, what army wouldn't want God behind them? What army? We're talking about somebody that don't have to pretend to be something that he's not because, you know, they send these spies in and this whole king of Syria said, man, we've got a spy here. we got a spy here because that's what was going on. They were planning and they were plotting against Israel. And Israel knew every step they were going to take because God was telling Elisha what they were going to do. And Elisha would run to the king of Israel and say, hey, this is what your enemy's fixing to do. And the king of Syria said, we got a spy in the camp. We got somebody that's listening. We got somebody that's watching. We got somebody that's hearing. And he was right. But it wasn't a man, it was God. Because God can see all. God knows all. You cannot hide your life from God. And what is so comforting to me is God knows everything about me. But let me tell you something, He knows everything about your enemies too. He knows everything there is about the devil. He knows everything about the world. He knows what everybody's doing at all at one time. It blows my mind. I can't comprehend how omniscient He is. But that's how big God is. That He knows every single thing going on in the world with 7, 8 billion people at the same time. That blows my mind. But I believe it. And I believe He's omniscient. And I believe he sees the enemy. Man, I'll tell you, America had this, has this piece of paper, and it's all of our enemies. And we're going out and we're trying to find them. Saddam Hussein, Bin Laden, we looked for years upon years upon years. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? God knew where they were the entire time. Because nothing is hidden from the eyes of God. He knows everything. He sees everything. And let me tell you something, nothing surpasses the knowledge or vision of a God Almighty. 
He knows it all. He sees it all. In Hebrews 4.13, I mentioned this last week, but all we need to remember that neither is there any creature that is manifest in this sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. God sees and knows it all. You cannot hide from God and neither can your enemies. And we need to understand, if we're going to see that God's got this, we got to know that He knows what He's doing. That He knows what our enemy's doing. That He understands what is going on. Let me tell you, Elisha would get this knowledge from the Lord. Any army would kill to have this kind of knowledge. Okay? And the king said, there's somebody spying. It was God listening in. But let me tell you something. The man of God had to get sold out to God and had to get committed to God so he could hear God talk to him. And so that God could speak through him. Because it's something, it's one thing to know that he knows it all, but it's another thing to submit yourself to that knowledge. And Elisha, the man of God, had to commit and submit himself to the knowledge and the wisdom of God. And he had to know in his mind that God knew everything and there was nothing hidden from the eyes of God and that Elisha was going to trust in him. Oh, I remember sitting at Hyde Park Missionary Baptist Church on a Sunday morning. My daddy got up there and he preached. And oh, he preached some of the worst messages I've ever heard in my life. He got up there and he talked about my life. He got up there and he run down everything I did. And man, for the longest time, Miss V, I thought, boy, what a horrible preacher. What a horrible daddy. He looked in my life, he saw what I was doing, and he took it to the pulpit to preach about it. Man, I cannot believe him. And what I didn't see the entire time is that was God's man and God's messenger. That messenger did not see what I was doing, but God was seeing what I was doing. And God was giving His messenger the words that I needed to hear. And there's times that people will call me on Saturday night and unload on me and say, Preacher, this is what's going on. And I just got to laugh. And I say, listen, when I get up and preach in the morning, I didn't just come up with this sermon when we get off the phone, okay? This sermon's for you tomorrow. And people come out, they get mad. I cannot believe. You've been talking to my wife, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she done told you everything, didn't she? God is looking God is watching. It's not that I'm trying to get in your business. It's because God's already been in your business. And He sees where you were last week and He sees where you're going to be next week. God knows it all. And you cannot hide from that. And as His messenger, as His man, Elisha sold out to the will of God, committed himself to the knowledge of God, and God used that for His honor and glory. And the army of God succeeded. And they thrived and they thrived as long as they relied upon the knowledge of God. Do you believe He knows it all? Then He's got this. He's got this. Why? Because He knows it all. He's got this. Because He understands it all. I don't, but He does. Any good? Any good? Notice verse 16. Oh, here they come. Oh, we're going to kill Elisha. So they surround him. Man, they got this army. And they come out there and they're going to surround. And oh, the servant of Elisha got scared. He got word to death. And notice what he said. He answered him, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Elisha had a faith in God that no matter what, God knew it all. And no matter what, that God was with him. Understand, God's got this. We need to see that He's omniscient. We need to see that He is with us. 
He is with us. He is with us. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You cannot be plucked out of the hand of God, neither can you pluck yourself out of the hand of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Not death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come. All of them things cannot separate you from the love of Christ. He is with you forevermore. Isn't that good? That He doesn't just give us life up there. He gives us everlasting life at the very moment that we get saved, He is with us for all of eternity. Hold your, hold your finger there. Hold your finger there and look with me in Isaiah 43. If this is not marked in your Bible, mark it down. Highlight it. Big, bold stars. Remember this. And this is why I think that Elisha understood that God got this because He knew that He was not alone. He knew there was a power with Him. He knew there was a presence about Him. Friend, I want you to be reminded today that God is with us. Not only is He omniscient, but He's with us. Notice in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Isn't that beautiful? Remember, you're the Lord's. He's called you by name. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. When through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, they shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Isn't that beautiful? Boy, what a promise! Notice what he said, when you go through the waters, I'm going to be there. When you go through the rivers, the water's not going to overflow you. When you go through the fire, I'm going to be in the midst of that fire with you. He said in verse 3, For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba for thee. Man, God has given all for us, hasn't He? He has done so much so that we can thrive in the midst of our battles. Notice verse 4, Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Boy, isn't that awesome? Isn't that amazing what God gives up for us? Notice verse 5, Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. All I can say is praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. He said fear not because I'm with you. Remember, God is with you. And when you see that God's with you, you'll get to that place. God's got this. God's got this. I'm reminded of a time that God was with His children. I'm reminded of a man that stood up for the Lord when it wasn't popular. And he said, I will pray three times a day, six times a day, ten times a day. I don't care what the government tells me to do. I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek the Lord. They said, okay, we'll throw you in the lion's den. And they threw Daniel in the lion's den. And oh, the king said that God you have faith in, He'll deliver you. He'll deliver you. And oh, I remember that king come running into the den that day. And oh, he prayed. This Gentile king knew that Daniel's God was going to be with him. That Daniel's God was going to save him. He went and he looked down in that pit. Oh, Daniel, where are you? Daniel, are you still there? Oh, king, I'm still alive. God sent His angel to shut the mouth of the lion. Oh, when Daniel was in that pit of the lion's den, God was with him. God was with him. God was with him. When those 
Those three Hebrew children would not bow down to the prophet when he would not bow down to those false images, when they would not bow down and succumb to the evil of this world. They said, we're going to stand up for God. The king came to them said, I'll throw you in the burning fiery furnace. You know what they said? Well, we believe that God's going to deliver us. And whether He does or not, we're still going to stand for what's right. They threw them in the burning fiery furnace said, well, we'll show you. And I'll tell you what, we're going to pump it up six, seven times. We're going to burn you alive. We'll show you standing for the Lord. And all oh, that king got over there. They threw the Hebrew children in there. They sent a servant over there and said, what's going on in that fiery furnace? And he said, hold on, king, something's going on that I ain't never seen before. I seen four, I see four people walking. Hold on a minute. You're not supposed to walk in the midst of fire, but he's seen four people. And he said, hold on, we only threw three people in there, but there's four people in there. Friend, three plus one is four. That man, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego has somebody with them. Jesus was in the fire with them. And oh, he looked down and he said, they're not hurt. They don't stink. They don't smell like fire. Their clothes are not burned up. I don't understand it. I understand it. God was with them. God was with them. God was with them. And oh, I love this old servant that was a Gentile. Looked down and he said, behold, the fourth is the Son of God. Oh, a Gentile looked down and seen the Son of the living God walking with His people. Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? God is with us. Joshua, a captain of the army, he's fixing to give the biggest task that he's ever had in his life. Oh, and God's given him the role of Moses, and He's given him the command of Israel to go into the promised land. Oh, and He said, Son, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. God's with us. He's with us in the fire, in the valley, in the water. He's with us. He'll never leave you nor forsake. You can say Amen, Baptist. <laughs> you can get excited that He's with us. When that devil comes to you and he isolates you and he tells you you're all by yourself, you're not. You're not and you call him a liar and you send him down the road. He's a liar and he's a loser. <laughs> Run him down the road because God's with you. Glory to God. He's with us. He's got this. Oh, we're getting, oh, we're fretting. Oh, we're going to have drama for my mama. Man, I'm telling you, I'm having a panic. We've all been there. Let's not laugh. God's got this. Why? Because He's with us. Oh, that God would open our eyes and let us see that He's with us. Man, it gets better from here. Notice in our text in 2 Kings. Second Kings, number three, he's all powerful. If we're going to be reminded that he's got this, we got to know that he's all powerful. Man, I got to breathing and preaching hard. I can't hardly talk now, but he's worthy of it. Man, I remember when Paul got to preaching, and people said, "What? He done lost his mind?" And y'all probably thinking the same thing. That preacher done lost his mind. But I can lose my mind because he's with me. If I lose it, He'll find it for me. Praise God. God is with us. He is for us. He is fighting for us. And bless God, He's all-powerful. Verse 17, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray Thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, so he's finally fixing to see what the servant of God seen. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Elisha said there's more with us than with him. 
He said, you idiot. No, there's not. But he was looking at the physical. God's people, we need to look at the spiritual. And I want you to see for a minute what you got on your side. What did he have on his side? Number one, he had God the Father. He had God the Father, the Creator of the universe, the Creator of all things, the Creator, God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the One that redeemed Israel. He is with us. God the Father, God the Son, the One who died on the cross for you. The One who who rose again the third day. The One the devil tried to tempt and he couldn't do no good with Him. The One that he tried, that death tried to swallow up, but they couldn't control Him. He's with you. He's with you. The Alpha and Omega, He's with you. The bright and morning star, He's with you. May I remind you who's with you today? God the Father and God the Son, they're with us. Jesus, the Son of God, our Advocate with the Father, He's with us. God, the Holy Spirit's with us. Jesus said, I'll send you a comforter. I'll send you an advocate to go with you. And wherever you go, my Spirit will be with you. May I tell you, may I remind you, God's Spirit is with us. God's Holy Spirit, God's Holy Ghost. Oh, preacher, we Baptists, we don't use the word ghost. The Bible uses it so we can use it. He is with us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is walking with us and helping us, comforting us, rendering aid to us. He's there. He's here. He's real. He's powerful. May I remind you, there's more with us than there are with Him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're here. They're helping. Let me tell you, His presence is in this place. His presence is in this service. Let me tell you, somebody else He had. He had the angels of God. Oh, preacher, I don't believe that. Well, you ain't read the Bible very much. Angels of God, the heavenly host. God sent these angels to help, to aid. Go through the study in our, our Sunday school class. We're going through angels. What an awesome study. There's more with us than there is with them. I mentioned this last week, but one third of the angels went with the devil. And two thirds of the angels stayed in heaven to glorify God and be assistants and servants to the Lord. And so when one-third of our demons now, two-thirds are still on the winning team, that means there's more with us than there is with them. May I remind you, for every demon you got in your life trying to do everything they can to stop you, there's two angels <laughs> that is trying to help you and give you everything you need to get out of it. There's more with us than there is with them. May I remind you that we have one another. We have one another. God's got this. Let me tell you something. There's been a time in my life that I was so prideful I don't need nobody. <laughs> We've all been there. I seen a man one time that was so prideful that he wouldn't get anybody to help him move his couch out of the house. He tore the wall down out of the house to get. The, I'm, I'm serious. He was lost. About two weeks after that, he got saved. He said, "My whole his whole life, he said, preacher, I don't need nobody. I don't need no. Yes, you do." You need somebody. And I'll tell you what we got in this whole world. We've got God and we've got each other. And it's a shame we can't get along with each other. It's a shame that we fight amongst one another like we do. Do you know we're the only army in the world that kills its own? You don't see our military killing its own self and shooting one another when they get down. God's people are to exalt one another. Lift them up in the Lord and encourage them. You're not alone. You've got God's people beside you, in front of you, and around you. 
I'll tell you, let the world come on. Man, I got brothers and sisters in Christ will get in the trenches with me. That old cult come running into Wales, Texas. And I'm telling you what a mess we got into. A preacher at TBI at the seminary there, Ray Brooks, 90 years old, picked up the telephone. He said, brother, if you need me, you call me. So Ray Brooks, what are you going to do? You're 90 years old. He said, I'll bring my Bible and I'll fight the front line with you, brother. And you know what? Man, that man had never got along until that one time. I thought he was my enemy. He called me and said, brother, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. God's people, don't let the devil lie to you. I've heard people say, I can't go in promised land. Oh, them people going to make fun of me. Them people going to laugh. No, they're not. These people love you. These people care for you. God's people love you. And remember that you got God's people with you. Boy, isn't it good? Isn't it great that we're not alone? The devil tries to isolate us, but we're not alone. We've got everything we need. You know what? God's got this. We're going to prepare for Him of invitation. And while they come, I want to say this. Child of God, if you need to go to the Lord, if you need to go to the altar, you do that this morning. If you're going through a tough time, I'll remind you God's got this. Lost person, would you listen to me this morning? If you're lost, you don't have to go to hell. God's got this. If you will put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, He will get this for you. He defeated death, hell, and the grave for you. And I hear people all the time, well, if I'm good enough, if I've done enough, you can never do good enough to impress God. But God's got this. Jesus already did everything that you need to be saved. But we need to trust in Him. I pray that God would open your eyes to His power. I pray that you would see what we see. These people praising God and shouting amen. You think, boy, how crazy. <laughs> but they see. They see God. This world says, oh, them Bible thumpers, they go to church every time door. That's silly. But they don't see what we see. Amen. I see. And it's not me, but it's Him in me and through me. Lost person, He can save your soul this morning. He's got this. He can defeat the bondage of sin in your life. He's got this. But you've got to give it to Him. I want to ask you to stand.